Hi there. Remember the last time we met, we were talking about having the knowledge of God and how, how precious that is, that through wisdom, a house is built and by understanding it is established. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is strong, yea, a man of knowledge increases strength. And so it's real important to, to get wisdom and then to get understanding, which will bring you to knowledge. Knowledge brings understanding and understanding gets your feet planted so you're not moved about so easily. So it's real important. And a, a wise man is strong, but a man of knowledge increases that strength. And that we talked about uh, knowing, uh, knowing his ways. God showed his ways unto Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. And that's one of the things we want to look at. Why didn't Moses enter the promised land? He knew the ways of God. But let's look at this. Let's look at the story and see. In Exodus 17, verses 5 through 7, it says that the Lord said to Moses, Go on before the people and take with thee of the elders of Israel and thy rod wherewith thou smotest the river, take in your hand and go. But now notice that this is the rod that he smote the river Nile and it turned into blood. So what I want you to see is that that rod that turned the river into blood, um, we're, we're going to be seeing that uh, as most, this is a picture of Christ on the, on the cross in this story. Behold, I will stand before you there upon the rock in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock. Remember, Jesus was really struck. He was struck 39 times with a, with a whip. Thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come water out of it, that the people may drink. By his stripes we were healed. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he called the name of the place Massa and Meribah, because of the chiding of the children of Israel, and because they tempted the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Then came Amalek and fought with Israel in Rephidim. Uh, just know that anytime you experience God, anytime you have a word from God, if you're seeking God, remember uh, Jesus said in, uh, it's three times in the scriptures about the sower sowing the seed and the birds come immediately to steal the seed away. So don't be surprised when you get a word from God or you get a scripture that opens up to you that you don't you get challenged in it. You will be challenged in it. You're going to be challenged because the curse that's on the earth anyway, because of the, the natural man that we live in. But you might as well be challenged at the word of God. You might as well be challenged and and um, uh, have victory at the end of it rather than just be challenged and destroyed. God is always looking for a win-win with his children, and he's provided a place for us to have that win-win. So always look for the win-win and trust the Lord to get you there. He always leads us in his victory in Christ. And I just encourage all of us, me included, if you're not seeing the victory, let's press in and find out why. Because we will learn wonderful things and have victories in the future. So he, he told him to, he said, take the rod that you smoked the river with and then smite the rock and there will come water out of it. So he did that. He smited the rock for, and water came out of it. The children of Israel were whining and complaining. Somebody once said, you like a little cheese with that wine? 
uh, whining and complaining and and you know it it says in the book of numbers in chapter 14 that they were mumbling and that word uh, turns out to mean hard to cure so when we're griping and complaining and whining and complaining we're hard to cure it's hard to win a victory with an attitude like that and they had been whining and complaining because they didn't have water to drink and so God told him to smite the rock. Jesus is the rock. Isaiah 51 tells us, uh, look to the rock from which you've been hewn. Jesus is called the rock. So he is the rock. He was smote on the cross at Calvary. And so the rock has been smote or smited, however you want to say it. And um, the water has come out, the resurrection power, and out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water has come out. Now, some of the scriptures in the Old Testament uh, tell us where uh, they tempted God in their hearts by asking meat for their lust. Yea, they spake against God and said, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? This is a part of all their grumbling and complaining. And when he, when he smote the rock for them. And they angered God also at the waters of strife so that it went ill with Moses for their sakes because they provoked his spirit so that he spake unadvisedly with his lips. So Moses is dealing with a, a group of people that are griping and complaining quite a bit, and it's starting to get on his nerves. And you got to remember, Moses is like 120 years old by now. He's, he's getting up there in age, so sometimes you can get cranky when you get up in age. Cranky-er. You, you might be grumbling more because you're... Your ability to stretch in things is, is lessening because you're getting older, maybe. So they offered, uh, uh, because they provoked his spirit so that he spake unadvisedly with his lips. And, it, and it's, uh, let's read in Numbers chapter 20. This is in Numbers. So in Exodus 17, he was told to smite the rock, and he did that. And then in Numbers chapter 20, in verse 7, it says, uh, this, they're going on down the road now, and they're griping again. They come into another place, and there's still no, they, they don't have water again. And rather than starting to thank God and remembering what he had done before, they started whining and griping. I like what Moses and Aaron always did, though. When the people came at them, they ducked, and they let them hit God. And so that's, that's a good thing to do. If someone comes against you, just duck and Put the pressure of that onto the word of God. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, This is a new, this is a new time now. This is in Numbers chapter 20. Take the rod and gather thou the assembly together, thou and Aaron, thy brother, and speak ye unto the rock. Speak. The first time he smote the rock. That's a picture of Christ on the cross. This time he's speaking to the rock. He's told him to speak to the rock before their eyes and it shall give forth his water and thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock so that so thou shalt give the congregation and there be strength and Moses took the rod from the Lord from before the Lord as he commanded him and Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock and he said unto them hear now ye rebels must you we fetch you water out of this rock so Moses is having a fit here. He's, he's, he's lost his patience with them. 
Must we fetch you water out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod he smote the rock twice. And the water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank, and their beast also. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, Because you believed me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given you. This is the water of Meribah, because the children of Israel strove with the Lord, and he was sanctified in them. And so he said to them, because you believed me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children. What I want you to see in this story is that Moses lifted his hand and with his rod he smote the rock twice. The first time it was to smite the rock, that's a picture of the cross. These things have been dealt with. There's things that have been dealt with at the cross that you and I and our natural being, remember we deal with the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. The pride of life isn't talked about much, but it's it's a sneaky little virus that's in our very being. And it and it wants to show itself. And when Moses lifted his hand, he, sometimes when you when you tell somebody to speak to something, to speak forth your healing, to speak forth all of our bills are paid according to his riches and glory in Christ, to speak these things forth, it seems so it seems so puny. Just speaking words is going to get something done. But see, God, God, the Jesus has already been struck. The cross provided full provision in so many areas. We have this right here, uh, this, this little card, Names of God, and how God revealed himself through the, the Bible. How he started off, he started off first with Jehovah Jireh. I am the Lord, I will see to it, I will provide. <clears throat> Jehovah Rapha, I am your physician and your healer. Jehovah Nissi, <clears throat> I am your banner and your protection. And th those are the first three basic needs of life. Provision, health and wholeness, and protection from the evil one. And so learning to we don't have to, um, oh Lord, help me to get this across. I want you to see the difference between striking the rock twice, thinking that you're going to get the job done, and just entering into his rest to speak his word to a situation and let the word do the work. We'll see in the future that the word is quick and powerful, sharper than any double-edged sword. We've seen in the past that God sent his word out as a, as a um, deputy. He deputized his word, spoke it out to do the job. And that's what God was trying to get Moses to do. And Moses, the, the thing is, is that Moses knew his ways and God was using Moses in these pictures to show spiritual principles that will come to pass in the New Testament. And so it was very important that these be acted out properly because he's establishing a law, if you will, the law of the Spirit, and the Spirit speaks. And remember, when he breathed breath into Adam's nostrils, he became a life-speaking spirit. So we, we are here to 
be life speaking spirits for the kingdom of God. And if we keep taking things into our, basically what Moses did is he took things into his own hands. He did it his way. He did it the way that his natural mind could figure out to do. So he thought, well, if striking it once the first time was right, striking it twice, certainly it'll, it'll do. And he didn't obey God there. So this, this is something that we need to learn. Uh, the church really needs to grow in, in this. I remember asking the Lord one time, I said, Lord, I, I don't, I don't know how to ask you. I don't ask the Lord for enough. I didn't feel like I asked him for enough. And I had heard a great sermon on asking and getting prayers answered. You have not because you ask not. And I thought, man, I need to ask more. You know, I'm just not asking for enough. So I told him that. I said, teach me how to ask you for the right things and, and all. And he said, well, actually, what you need to learn to do is when to ask and when to declare and decree. Did you know that the first thing that he said to his man when he created him, he blessed him saying, be fruitful, multiply, replenish. Well, how do you think we do that? Blessing someone is speaking good words, speaking well of. Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish. I just think we need to get better at these things. The church is much like I was growing up. I needed to learn how to ask for more, actually. We need to learn to ask God. But the important thing would be to say, show me what to ask for here. Because he usually wants to do more than you and I would even dream. He wants to do exceeding abundantly, Ephesians 3.20, exceeding abundantly far greater than we could ever ask or think or even imagine. Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and oh, by the way, subdue it and take dominion. And I like to say, if you're going to be fruitful, multiply, and replenish, you better learn how to subdue it and take dominion, or the devil will take it all away from you. And listen, we're living in a time, yay, darkness is on the earth, deep darkness is covering the earth, they're talking about recessions. They're talking about uh, um, famines, food shortages, power shortages. Well, we have the replenisher in us, and we need to learn how to um, release it. We'll be seeing in the days ahead how important it is to release the power of God on a situation, to release the blessing. You and I, if you've received Jesus Christ into your life, if you've received Christ, the anointed one, the anointing, the one that furnishes what is needed, then you have that blessing in you to give out. And you do it by words. What is it? It says, um, remember, and now he smote the rock and then he struck it twice and he was supposed to speak to it. The Lord didn't tell him to strike it twice. He said, speak to it. The rock has already been struck. The cross has already been done. Uh, now you need to speak forth the blessing. And um, what was that? I was, excuse me just a minute. I want to, oh, Habakkuk. This is a great scripture. Habakkuk 3, 3 and 4. God came from Taman and the Holy One from Mount Paran, Selah. Pause and think about that. 
His glory covered the heavens and the earth was full of his praise and his brightness was as the light. He had horns coming out of his hand. Now horns in the Old Testament is, is symbolic of power. He had power. And the word hand there is that once again, the power of the tongue, that the death and life were in the hand of the tongue. So he had horns, power coming out of his hands, the power of the tongue. So you could say coming out of his mouth. And there was the hiding of his power. If you need God's power released in your life, start speaking it out. Find scriptures that minister to you that cover the situation that you're talking about. His word is quick and powerful, sharper than any double-edged sword. And the next time we get together, we'll look at that. We'll look at the power that is in God's word. And by the way, he is upholding the entire universe through the word of his power. Not the power of his word, but the word of his power. So speaking that word out, that's where his power, it's, his, his power is hidden in, in us. And we need to speak it out. Speak the blessing over people. Speak the blessing over situations. Uh, rebuke the devil and plead the blood and release the blessing of the Lord. Amen. Well, God bless you in your victories. 